Hi guys, my name is Juliana Ortiz. I am a information volunteer from, for the Encephalitis Society from Miami, Florida. I'm currently studying at the University of Florida here in Gainesville. I am a fourth year psychology and neuroscience major. My interest in psychology and neuro comes from encephalitis. Um, I reached out to the Encephalitis Society um, I think two years ago or a year ago because I finally was ready to share my story and my story is published on the website. This year I became an information volunteer and this society has helped me because it makes me feel like I am not alone. I was diagnosed with anti-NMDA encephalitis in 2014 and at the time there was not that much research and I thought I was the only person in the US to have ever been diagnosed with that. And thanks to this society, now I know that I am not alone and now I know how to get involved and help all those other families or all those other survivors, you know, go back to normal life. My experience with telling other people about encephalitis has been a difficult one but at the same time it's very rewarding sharing awareness to people that have no idea or have never heard about this illness before um, all my friends all my family they had never heard about it um, so of course when I explain my story I always explain what it is and I tell them to check out encephalitis society to get more information because I feel like bringing awareness to this you know brain illness can just go a very long way. And by people sharing that information with others, we can make a difference and spread the awareness that we need. Uh, at the time that I was diagnosed, there wasn't that much awareness. So it made it that much harder to get diagnosed quicker or to find the right treatment. I feel like we've come a long way uh, these past six, seven years and I couldn't be happier that I'm able to spread awareness and just have people be more aware about certain illnesses that aren't as spoken about as others. When I was diagnosed with encephalitis, I had a series of different treatments. It was kind of a trial and error basis approach by my doctors. So I started off with IVIG, plasmapheresis, and steroids. Unfortunately, none of these treatments worked for me, and they ended up trying chemotherapy, which ended up being the only treatment that actually got me to, you know, back to normal. My biggest tip with treatments is that you have to try what's best for your body. Everyone's different. No body or immune system is alike. So I do recommend to ask a specialist to see what they recommend when you're diagnosed because at the end of the day, something might work for someone but it might not work for another person. I feel like the recovery period for every individual is different. You know, some people tend to recover faster, some people never fully recover. Um, some effects that I went through after the hospital 
were fatigue. I didn't understand why I was always drained. I had no energy. I was always tired. But now I understand it is because my brain was literally on fire. I also had a really hard time going back to school. I pushed myself to go back to school earlier than I should have because I was mentally not there yet. But I had troubles doing a lot of assignments at school. I had a lot of trouble problem solving, communicating with people. I felt like a different person. I felt like it wasn't me in my own body. I also had troubles controlling my emotions, you know? My emotions were all over the place. Some people thought I was bipolar. Some people thought I just had another mental illness. So I feel like my coping strategies, I didn't know how to cope the first year. No one knew how to help me because no one understood what I was going through. Um, what helped me the most was definitely going to see a neuropsychologist in 2016. It completely changed my life and it made my recovery, you know, as quick as it could be. I was able to finally return back to myself uh, two years after everything that happened. Returning to school is definitely one of the hardest things I ever did, especially because I was only 14 years old, just starting high school, and no one understood what I had gone through. Not my teachers, not my friends, not my peers, barely even my own family. So I feel like I was always a very, a very studious person, so I pushed myself to go back to school even before I was mentally or physically ready. Um, I fought to go back to school because I didn't want to stay behind, but I can definitely say that it was a very hard decision. I didn't realize that I wasn't ready until a year after, um, but I'm also glad because it pushed me to be stronger. Um, definitely in school, going back after everything I went through was very mentally hard, mentally challenging because I wasn't able to do work the way I used to. My brain wasn't as quick as it used to be. And uh, the way I coped was I, I had my parents talk to my professors, my parents talk to my principal, so it was kind of easier to have people know what was going on even if they didn't understand it they gave me extra time to finish exams and they were more understanding with me as a student so i was able to pass the year even though i missed an entire semester i also was very uh depressed at one point in my life right after going back to school my sophomore year so a year after medications i hit a point in my life where i was not doing well i didn't ha understand what was happening to me it had all hit me very fast so i decided to do online school which is a very good option for people who aren't ready to go back to school i did an online program for people that go through certain things like encephalitis or any other illness that doesn't really allow you to go back to school and I think that helped me you know mentally go slower at my own pace and just get back on track because I wasn't really able to do that my freshman year. So caring for someone with encephalitis is definitely something very hard. I of course wouldn't know from that perspective but from what I've heard from my family 
you have to have a lot of patience, a lot of faith, and you can never really give up on that person because, you know, you always have to hope for the best. I feel like the biggest tip for those caring for people with encephalitis is to be understanding that it might take way longer than you originally thought for them to fully recover. A uh, One specific instance in my life is that my family thought I was fully recovered just three months after the hospital. They just thought I was changed forever because I was still a different person, but they thought that was who I was going to be for the rest of my life. They didn't know until 2016 that I was still recovering for two full years. And I feel like we hadn't done enough research to know that. So my parents, you know, at that time I needed help. I did, I do wish I would have seen a neuropsychologist earlier in my life. So we would have been able to know that I was still in recovery. Um, so people, you know, were would be more understanding of my situation. So I do recommend for those taking care of individuals to stay strong, stay positive, and do your research so you know more about it, so you know what to expect during the recovery period. And definitely, I recommend therapy and a neuropsychologist because that definitely changed my life. Volunteering for the Encephalitis Society has made me one of the happiest people I can be just because for the first couple years after my diagnosis, I was not ready to share my story. I wasn't ready to put myself out there because I didn't know how to. But once it was back, I, two years ago, I started doing my research. I found the Encephalitis Society and I found you know, other resources. And I told myself that my purpose is to bring awareness to this illness so I decided to join as an information volunteer this year and I love doing anything related to bringing awareness or conducting research for such a great cause. It is definitely so beneficial, such a rewarding feeling to be able to help my community to know that there's so many people out there just like me who have gone through the same thing. I no longer feel alone and I feel like everyone out there, whether it's a family member or a victim of encephalitis can feel the same way by just volunteering. You feel like you finally belong to a community of people that can relate to you, can relate to your experiences.